It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Nice to be back on the Piss Cast. Yes, welcome to it. Four days off is is really nice. Um, three days off is great. Mm-hmm. Four days off, I find you're even able to turn off from work a little bit more. Like everyone knows that two days off is not enough. Yep. And three days off. That's real nice, but yep. like four days off. People who have shifts where they regularly have four days off in a row, you can really like decompress from work in four days. You know what's better? Five. Five days off. Five days off, and you know some would argue six. six. <laughs> I know like um, some firefighters, for example, have a shift where it's like two on, two off, two on, six off. Yeah. And it's like that's those a big block off in a row like that. Sometimes they're even can, more. Like my friend's a firefighter, and he'll have like eight days off in a row, depending on how the schedule goes. Like... Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm feeling very recharged and ready to get after it. God. Uh, we had a fun show today. We're going to talk about a law in Quebec regarding your last name. Mm-hmm. A eulogy for Shauna's childhood home. Yep. The type of music that a dictator likes, a certain dictator. Talk about this controversial and supposed truck tax from the liberal government. The hottest new fashion trend. Some sad news regarding our friend Buck Martinez. I know you talked about this briefly yesterday, Sean. We'll get into it a bit more. Mm -hmm. I visited the park that I grew up playing at when I was young this past weekend. It was depressing. It's always a weird one. (laughs) The smelliest sports. But first, your out-of-context clip of the show. Did you suffer a head injury or something, Dan? Maybe. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A friend of mine has a son who plays lacrosse, and she was telling me that her... Her car smells like something died in it when his lacrosse stuff is in there. Oh, man. And she she was arguing <laughs> to me that lacrosse is the smelliest sport for kids to play. Now, mm. I, I, was listen, I was listening to that, and I'm like, I get it. I'm sure that, I mean, it has it has some gear that I guess would. Yeah. But then I was thinking, I was like, it can't be worse than hockey, can it? Like, hockey has pads that are plastic that aren't breathable, and over time, that, along with the, like, there's it's just... similar gear in lacrosse. I suppose and it is, hey? I, mean, I think the cold must help a bit with the smell in hockey. And that's what I was thinking. Although, when you enter a hockey arena, you can you can smell before you can see the sport, even. You know, like, it is very strong. Yeah. I don't... Maybe I never noticed it that much, just because... Well, I grew if you're up in playing, it. Yeah. yeah, and but I know like a friend of mine who didn't play, like he wouldn't even ride in the, in a vehicle with a hockey bag because he said it smelled so bad. I think it's one of those that you know, you, it's yourself, and if if you're in it, you don't quite notice it as much. Yeah, because man, I, I remember playing against some guys who stunk. Like you get into a corner and you know get rubbed up against the boards by guys. Like man, Jeez. clean your gear. Is that part of the strategy? <laughs> Just distract you with the nasty scent of hell? Like oh, God. I still remember specific players I played against who stunk so bad. Oh, gross. Yeah, that is gross. Is that just not washing? Like, come on. Like, you got to do or better. You got to air it out after each game or practice. Yes. Some guys just throw it in the vehicle and leave it there, and that's when it gets gross. And that's awful. Like, yeah. you can't do that. I mean, then I guess ball hockey doesn't even have the cold. I will. I, it's got to be ball hockey. I went to the national ball hockey championships here a couple months ago in Calgary because right. my brother-in-law was playing in it. And the moment you walked into the building, like it was, it was warm, and the smell was overpowering. Oh, it was, God. it was, it was hockey times ten. Oh God! Yeah, because like you said, the cold wasn't there to kill it. Cold can really help. Yeah, cold can help. But yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I, I would have a. I can't even think of anything that would come close to ball hockey. That that smell was unbelievable. With the heat though, too. Like you gotta, you gotta open the windows if you're having like you gotta keep there it cool no in there. <laughs> I don't know. You've got to figure that out. 
Uh, another fire one. inspector says you can't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to toss another one in the mix. This is just an article of clothing, though, but ballet shoes. Awful. Ballet shoes. Ballet shoes. Okay. Now, I don't think that the sport as a whole is smelly. Like, I was forced to take ballet as a kid, and it was fine. But Also the, not a sport. But. Yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> the sport of ballet. I suppose. The, <laughs> is it not a sport? No, it's, it's an art form. If darts are a sport, then ballet should well, definitely yeah. be a sport. They're definitely athletic, but it's, I don't think it's considered a sport. It's, but think about shoes that you put on with no socks on. That's what ballet shoes are. That's true. I've no made that socks. mistake with a pair of slippers before. Oh. It's like, I just won't wear socks in these. And Don't do now that. they're no good anymore. Nope. So Mm-mm. you wear socks with your slippers. You, with everything. Like mm-hmm. if you're somebody who wears shoes without socks. Oh. Don't do that. No. I have a couple friends who do that and they'll come over and they'll take off their shoes. And it's those like low shoes that, you know, they're like. They get the little ankle socks. You got to get you gotta the ankle get socks. Something. You can't you be can't. going raw into those. Mm-mm. You can't be bareback in your shoes. I see those at the front and I'm like, I'm going to put those outside now and those will be there <laughs> for when you leave. Okay. The BNS in 20 minutes or less. Podcast. I was at home in Saskatoon on the weekend, and uh, my dad and my brother and I took the boys to the park by the school that I went to growing up. And it's I, I hadn't really been back there since I weird. was in elementary school. Yeah, it is very strange to be back there as an adult. Like everything just seems so much smaller than you remember, right? Like yeah. it was huge when you were little. And my brother was like, "This park is kind of depressing." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to agree. Like I said, I think there might be some nicer parks in Ukraine right now. Like it was. Part of it is the time of year, right? Everything is kind of dull and gray and drab, and it looks a lot nicer in the summer. But, like, the playground is still there, and it's hurting. Yeah. It's badly hurting. Um, It's funny because it's different different for me. Like, my school was at its worst when I was there, and now if you go back to behind the school, there's... It's not all portables anymore. And well, that's good. Rather than just straight mud, there is a little bit of grass back there now, <laughs> which is nice, you know, so... But I was like, I remember when they put that park in, and I was so excited because it was a new park. It replaced the old, like, dangerous wooden one. Oh, yeah. And uh, now you can't you can't even read the swears that they've carved into the slide because too many people have carved more swears on top of it. That's too bad. And then there's there's a hockey rink there that uh, my buddy's dad actually built when we were young. He he was the one who put all the boards in and stuff. And it like it's the boards are all wavy. It's in bad need of paint. Hmm. Um. So there's nobody's a, there's no community association keeping the upkeep on that then clearly yeah like I don't know what's going on there there's a, there's a beach volleyball pit it was actually my mom and her friend that kind of lobbied the school to have it built wow and no one ever used it I don't think because they couldn't leave the nets out because they would get vandalized mm. right yep so my parents didn't have nets because people would steal them at school exactly so, yeah, it was just a, hoops exactly so the only other person at the park was this dude wandering around smoking a cigarette and spitting all over the place and i think he he almost seemed annoyed that there were kids there hmm. so i come here to smoke and spit now what, what this you is guys not do? for kids this anymore this is mine i'm uncomfortable i'm carving another swear word in the slide as you speak <laughs> excuse me i was gonna carve I'm a swear in that slide now the kids are on it <laughs> So I'll just stand here and smoke and spit till they leave. Yeah. <laughs> Mark my territory with my spit until I can carve my name again. It's too bad. Because I remember it being such a nice place growing up. And uh, two of my friends just moved into the neighborhood, and they said around them are some other young families. And I'm hoping that, like, there's another wave of young people that come in. And like you said, it takes people in the community to step up and yeah. kind of beautify the area again and to, to care about the neighborhood. Captain Spittoon there will be upset. <laughs> If you do that, I had a really good swear I was going to try out today, too. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I went to a a couple weekend or restaurants on the weekend, and they have happy hours that offer you house wine and beer for $3. Oh, that's a good deal. And I 
I usually end up ordering the house beer anyway. So it's true, and I haven't heard of a beer that cheap in ages, and I am down for this. Like in a world where everything is just skyrocketing in price, when I saw that, I was like, "This is just phenomenal." Yeah. I think there's a bit of a, a happy hour competition going on in the city right now because all these places are reintroduced, mm. and I think it maybe is part of, of course, COVID and people coming back out again, and these people trying to drive you in. That big vid energy you're talking about. That big about? vid energy, but I'm super down with it. I'm like, anytime you can get something that's pretty damn cheap. I'm all for it. Do you no? remember a few years ago when there was that, that social hour war going on? Yeah. Like it was, uh, social hour is a little later than happy hour. Yes. And everyone was like competing over the best social hour prices. Well, was that the super late? Like the after 9 p.m. Yep. things dropped to dirt cheap? Oh, yeah. And that's yep. still going on too, oh, which cool. is great. But now there's these these little happy hours too. And three bucks for a beer. I mean, it was Bud mm. Light, but whatever. whatever. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Cheap beer. In the States, like... Get beer for a dollar. We can't do that here legally, but uh, give us three dollar beer. You used to be able to. I know. It reminds me of the all those stories where it was before <laughs> our time, but about the dollar draft and stuff in Calgary. Yeah. Well, Try I mean, it. I growing up in Saskatchewan, I don't know how much you heard about it out in Ontario, but I would hear these, you know, these legends of this. Yes. This wonderful place called Calgary. Yes. Where like Electric Avenue yeah, was the thing. You could yeah. get beer for fifty cents and women yep. on the street would show you their boobs just because yep. it was like that place sounds amazing. You look at them and they're like, Here's my boobs. You could get a six figure job with no education. Yep. It was I remember hearing stories about twenty five like twenty five cent drinks for the first half hour, then it would go up to fifty cents and then it would keep going up like I don't know if that was true or not, or if like they got exact these stories got exaggerated. I th- I think some of it's it- true and I think some of it's a little exaggerated <laughs> depending. I mean the boobs thing, I that's, <laughs> not every woman on the street is going to flash you their boobs, okay? B and S in twenty minutes or less. I think you mentioned this yesterday, but uh some sad news. Blue Jays commentator Buck Martinez yeah. announced that uh he's been diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be stepping away from the broadcasts for a little while while he undergoes treatment. You know, we've said before that um you know, Buck and Pat are a big part of the show, recurring segments. But Buck, generally, he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Well, yesterday he? I replayed that birthday message that uh, you know we got from from a friend of the show, yeah. and he just sounds so genuine. You know yep. what I mean? Like he's just—you can tell that he's just a really good dude. That's it. So we're wishing him all the very best. Um, what in the meantime? What does this mean for our Buck and Pat segment? Like I know, it's gonna. Do, can we continue to do it while the man is ill? I don't know. Also, does this mean that Dan Shulman takes over on the broadcasts? Because I know how you feel about Dan Shulman, Sean. I hate Sean. Dan Shulman. He's just <laughs> not a Dan Shulman. Not diary. a fan of Dan Shulman. Too robotic. Just too obvious. too robotic. Doesn't have any emotion. Yeah. No Buck Martinez, no. that's for sure. It's a beautiful night at the ballpark. My last for a while as I'll be stepping away from the broadcast and uh, replacing me in the meantime. Dan be- Shulman. There he is. Yes, I'm sure we're all very excited for the enthusiastic delivery of Dan Shulman. Me, Don. You, Buck. Did you suffer a head injury or something, Dan? Maybe. Just a reminder that Tuesday night it'll be Dan in this chair instead Tuesday of me. Tuesday comes after Monday. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, here's the latest in fashion for you, Beckler. Oh, yes. Uh, I was watching some daytime TV show in the background. I don't even know what show it was. But all of a sudden they were introducing this fashion icon of sorts. And she was talking about Cottage Grandma Chic. Cottage Grandma Chic. That's the new fashion. She was talking about how this is how people are dressing now and this is the new way we're dressing. Cottage Grandma Chic. Your grandma in her comfy, relaxing clothes So on vacation? We went 
from mom jeans. Now we're into the grandma fashion. I just wow. I I I didn't even know what to make of this. <laughs> I stopped dead and was like, "Did you just say cottage grandma chic?" This is what this is what we're looking forward to this fashion season. It hey? is. Oh yes, Talbots is the new Gucci. Northern Reflections is the new Versace. Old lady is the hottest look of the season. Oh, yes. Finish the look off with a perfume strong enough to burn the scent glands off any nose. Whether you can see you or not, we can certainly smell you. Loose-fitting blouses with crazy prints and matching pants. Sensational. It's all about accessories. Add a brooch, a little hat, a tissue in your sleeve, and a comforting bosom, and voila. <laughs> yes. Grandma Fashion simply cannot get any older. Next, we'll be taking the clothes right off dead bodies. First, mom jeans. Now, grandma loafers. Next, caveman-style little leaves covering your junk. Yes. Oh, yes. Come to grandma's bosom. Oh, my. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I don't know if you talked about this at all yesterday, Shauna, but one of the big stories from the end of last week, several friends of the show sent this to me, and my buddies were talking about it on the weekend, is the charge that the federal liberals are planning to bring in an additional tax on SUV SUVs and trucks. Yeah. Do you see this? Mm. Did you talk about it at all? I didn't. No. No. Um, normally, I listen to the podcast when I'm away, but I haven't had a chance to catch up on your show yesterday. But a uh, few conservative MPs have brought this up. Premier Jason Kenney has talked about it. Um, the apparent frontrunner for leadership of the federal conservative party, Pierre Polyev, he's talked about it. There's Even if you go to the conservatives, the federal conservatives, like, uh, website. There is a very ominous page about the potential SUV and drug tax. Uh, but it's the, a bit terrifying to think about. Yeah. Well, the liberals are denying it. They're denying that plans for any such tax exist. I read into this a bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Environment Minister Stephen Gibo, he's called it fear mongering, and it appears he kind of has a point. So there, there is a green levy on big SUVs and high performance vehicles right now. There's about sixty models that it applies to. Okay. But that includes like Lamborghinis and like like really high end vehicles, right? And right. then big big SUVs, Escalades. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if they're included or not. But like okay. that size That's, of yes, SUV, you're sure. right. Yep. But that was brought in by the Harper government, and it's never included pickup trucks. So I think the reason this has come up right now is that there's a an advisory board that the that has recommended to the government that they expand this levy to include pickup trucks. But there hasn't been any indication as to whether or not the federal government. We'll do that yet. And I was thinking, really? I mean, to tax our trucks, you might as well just declare war on Alberta at that point. Yeah. You're going to tax trucks? That's, I mean, that's what we have. That's all we have here. What are we supposed to do? Tie up our work boots and climb into a hatchback? I know. Are you nuts? Well, what are you supposed to do for work trucks? Like, you're... you're. There would have to be some sort of exemption for... people who need... The, yeah. For a truck that's used for work. You'd have because, to. You need trucks for certain jobs. You might as well you just do. call it the Alberta tax at that point. I think there are many people here who would be less upset if you taxed breathing. Probably. Than taxing our trucks. Yep. Yep. Just breathe a little less. But if you tax our trucks, okay. <laughs> Which I think is why it's an effective button to push, right? Oh, for the opposition, too. They're going to tax your trucks. That's why it was weird when it was so muddy. And you're like, is this actually happening or not? You're like, oh, that's quite the rumor to spread. Let me tell you, you want to get Albertans fired up. That's the way to do it. I was like, I, I don't know if this is real or not, but my neck stiffened immediately. Yep. I was like, as I was reading into it, I was mm-hmm. my neck was stiff. I don't like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, you get, 
You can't tax the truck. You can pry the keys to our drugs from our cold, dead fingers. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Friend of the show, Nate, texted and said, if they do end up taxing trucks, like El Camino-style trucks might become much more popular. That's true. In Australia, everyone drives these little, they call them utes. Yeah. But it's like a, it's like a sedan with a truck bed, kind of like an El Camino. I think Holden makes them. They're just hideous. They look like... They look like sneakers. They look like shoes. They're terrible. Terrible vehicles, but I could see them becoming more popular if, you know, if it costs that much more to operate a truck here. I think they're kind of cute also. Like it's just Do a, you? Yeah. It's not like it's just a different cultural thing. You know what I mean? Like there's something about them. I don't think people drive them because they're they're good looking. It's just <laughs> they're practical, they're small, they still can carry things. You know what I mean? But well, even like, you know, I have a I have a, a truck, I have a half ton, and I don't need that much truck. No. You know, for as much as I'm, I don't really tow anything, I do need some sort of truck bed Yeah. for my woodworking business, but I don't need, like, it's never, they're never very heavy loads or anything like that, so yeah. a smaller pickup truck would do it, potentially one of these utes, but I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, though, yeah, as gas becomes more, like, everything's just going to go back smaller again, for sure. Could, like, yeah, if it stays this way. Yeah. Um, another friend of the show messaged and said, you think it'd be crazy to tax trucks just because they're trucks? Because he said he drives an F-150 EcoBoost. Said, I wasn't even considering a truck, let alone a larger truck. But when I did the comparisons, it was better on gas than almost all mid-sized SUVs and most smaller trucks as well. I literally chose this because it was better on gas than the alternatives. Said, if they were to tax it... That's why they're... Again, I think it's a rumor, and I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah. if they do, there's going to be a ton of rules that would be around it. Yeah, it's all about just emissions it's like how in ontario forever it's you have to get the emissions tests right so mm. when i was there my dad had this buick saber that we grew up with and uh it got to the point where it just simply didn't pass the emissions test and that was it it was done with that car because it just got and that was yeah it was all just based on emissions that it was released. yeah so it would be a similar thing i'd assume this person also here's a proposal from them they said each household is allowed one vehicle that's for larger loads and then after that, you get taxed. Mm. So yeah, there's all kinds of options. I mean, I don't know if I'm crazy about like telling you what kind of vehicle you can or can't drive or what you can own, but no. that's maybe not a bad solution. Also, about the Buick Saber, my dad wanted it for one more season, and he knew it was on the verge because the year before it barely passed, and that's when he drove it around on the highway for a couple hours before, so that it was because he oh yeah he, he heard it was like if you warmed it up it would yeah, be it would be more efficient and it did it just passed with him doing that so he got one more one more season out of it the BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast I was listening to this interview uh, and there were two guys were talking about Bashar al-Assad who is the president and dictator of Syria mm-hmm. and they had said that and I didn't know this I didn't I wasn't really paying attention to this sort of thing at the time but they said that when his dad died and he took power back in 2000 there was some hope that he would take Syria in a more democratic direction because he had been like western educated and right it, was, it kind of reminded me of when um kim jong-un took power in north korea mm-hmm. people were like well he went to school in switzerland maybe he won't be oh nope he's just kidding he's crazy too yep. um but they also mentioned and i never heard this they mentioned that apparently bashar al-assad was a big fan of phil collins oh he loved phil collins's music cool and i found that really funny because if you're phil collins you're probably like oh god yikes yep <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe don't, maybe don't mention me. Yeah, to me, that story's Could the news. Like, listen to it. I've, I saw I've, it. Phil Collins. I have better music <laughs> ideas for you. Yes, not mine. It's like because Assad oh. has been a really, a really bad guy as yeah. president. Um, that'd be a very weird feeling as an artist, wouldn't it? 
to know that someone that brutal yeah. also digs your music. Yeah, be a bit strange. Very strange. Mm-hmm. A little like, unsettling. No, no, thank you. I mean, the closest we get to that around here is like when a politician will use an artist's song on a campaign. That's true. And the artist will ask them not to because their politics don't align. But I often think about people listening to this show as well, though. You know, like people listen to the show and I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing. We could be doing all kinds of Good things. Good point. You know? Like someone could be... Well, Someone could be hacking up a body right now. They like, totally man, could I be. love those two. They're could so be. they really resonate with me. Rancing, murdering, <laughs> you could be doing all kinds of stuff while listening to us. Maybe <laughs> like, uh, 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 no maybe thank. don't tell me that. Like cool. to think that Assad might be like planning a chemical attack against his own people and listening to picture him in a lab coat dancing yeah. around right now. Like, oh my god. I mean, they're heater songs. They they're are. Heater. I get it. Just, but, but still. Yeah. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, it's official, Beckler. My parents gave the keys up to my childhood home, and that is no longer in the family. It's gone, hey? Such a weird feeling. It happened this weekend. And it's funny because I didn't think I'd be sentimental about that house, but I, I did find myself thinking about it a lot this weekend. And well, We were I, just talking about that, weren't we? And I, I kind of regret not going home because really the big thing was thinking about my parents giving up the keys. And I was like, I kind of wish I was there with them for that. Mm-hmm. Because that would have been a weird feeling for them. They had that house for 36 years? Yeah, raised their kids there. Yeah. All their memories are there. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt bad not being there for for that. But I was thinking, I mean, as this is officially gone now, we have to, of course, got to eulogize it. You want to say a few words about your childhood home? I would like to, please. Thank you. We are gathered here today to remember my childhood home, the home I was born and grew up in, where I used to run around naked and refuse to wear clothes no matter how hard my parents tried. Let's be honest, that was just last year. Where I learned to swim and would refuse to get out of the pool and I'd stay there so long that my hair actually would turn green. That actually happens, hey? It it <laughs> sure does. My mom was so embarrassed. I was the weird kid with green hair a lot of the time, though. Where we threw many, many parties where my parents were away and... I actually found out recently they knew about all those parties, though. They're like, oh, we always knew when the house was cleaner when we came back than it was when we left. And yeah, I was give like, away. Yeah, damn it. Things that were broken are now it's fixed. true, <laughs> yeah. Where I learned to ride a bike or lose my first tooth. Got frisky with my first boy. Yikes. It's weird. Memories, though, endless. I mean, I, I will look back on this house fondly. I truly will. Uh, the fact that it's in Brampton, though, that makes it a little bit easier. Okay. Because then you'd have to go back to Brampton, then right? Have, which I'm, I'm okay with not going back to Brampton. All right. So. There we go. Becca, do you have a musical tribute for us? Okay. Very appropriate song today from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Great. Our house is a very, very, very fine house <laughs> with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard. We did have two cats. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So we've talked before about last names when you get married, right? And there there are so many different options now. Like I know a couple who have combined their last names, others that have hyphenated them, uh, even a couple where they, the guy took the woman's name. And there are all kinds of options. It's kind of nice that we're getting away from the traditional, like everybody has to take the guy's last name. You know what I didn't realize, though? That in Quebec, it's actually illegal for a woman to take the man's last name. It's illegal? It is illegal. Like you're not allowed to do you it? You cannot do it. By law, you cannot take the man's last name. And I did not realize that this was the case. Uh, I guess there's a few different places where this is true, too. So uh, it came into effect in 1977 in Quebec, and it was kind of part of the gender equality movement, I guess. So and what if you want to? You, you 
can't. So they're just, what are they, hyphening the bejesus out of their names there? Or what yeah. Are they? Uh, you can do it for social purposes, I guess, but you can't do it legally. So For social purposes. So yeah. like you can go by that name if you want, but I legally your so. name has to be... Your passport and everything else, which again, just makes it even more complicated for traveling if you're using two different last names. So I guess a lot of people just kind of leave their own last names and go with it. But the same is true for Greece. Greece is the same way. Uh, and France has been that way apparently since 1789. You can't take the last name of the man in France either. I just didn't. Really? I did not realize that at all. So whose name did the kids get? That's the thing. I guess you can choose that and pick. It's up to you. But okay. when it comes to the man and woman, you cannot take the man's last name legally. Can a man take a woman's last name if he wants? I don't think so. There's Although that no... is something that I need to look into as well. But I don't think so. I think you have to keep your separate last names. Didn't know that. Me neither. Didn't know that. In Italy, uh, you can't take the man's last name, but you can tack that onto yours. Right, like a hyphen. Yeah. Yeah. So that is allowed in Italy, but the other places, that's not even allowed. So... I always wonder, like, when two people with hyphenated last names get married, do they then hyphenate those? Do you have, like, four names, four right. last names? That's the thing. Three hyphens? You can really only do that once, and then it's mm -hmm. it's done. <laughs> Check it's done out all three so. hyphen over here. <laughs> hey, you got an extra hyphen? VNS in 20 minutes or less. Got a couple of TV tropes for you. Right on. First one actually comes from my, my son, Bo, who's seven. And he pointed out this weekend, he said, anytime on TV someone has to go into their boss's office, especially if the boss is a villain, they're always facing the other way in their chair. Oh, that's true. And then they, they spin around. Yeah. What are they looking at back there? It's just for the dramatic at, spin around, right? You need to see the face. So you, they go like, no, no, you can't just come in and see the face. You got to see the face as they turn around. Why the spin? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What do you? What's going on in the back it's wall of the office there? It's good. Yep. I was like, that's quite astute for a seven-year-old to pick up on. Or they're just napping and they didn't want anybody to, <laughs> to see when they come in. You know. <laughs> now you're in trouble. Oh. Yeah. Uh, here's the second one. Okay. I, I don't know where I picked up on this, but we were talking about it on the weekend. If someone is a math genius. They prefer to do their math on windows using a paint marker yes, as opposed to on a chalkboard or a, or a whiteboard or even paper. Mm -hmm. If you're really a math genius, you work on glass and only glass. Yeah. Why is that? It's a damn good question. Uh, it says, I'm brilliant, but my approach to math is unconventional. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm writing on an unconventional surface. Really, that happens with a lot of like solving of things right like yeah. anytime there's just a big if people are writing on the glass yeah it's just someone's got an idea yep it hits them they're gonna write on the glass right Why? i think it's so that you can see both both their genius but then overlaid with the math it allows those like yes close-up shots of their intense face deep in concentration that's what i was thinking like, i was like it's got to probably just be for the practicality of filming too because you, you need to see the mad scientist look on their face yes. when they're frantically yes. drawing on the window you know you're like you got to see that crazed look they're you really got to get a good look of it i'm going to carry a paint marker and start doing math on all like the the covid plexiglass that's everywhere just he's a genius yeah He's brilliant. Got, he, he can't stop. You're at the cash register, and they're <laughs> just like, all right, but it would I've just come be up like, with my own. I've got to write this down right now. There's some theorems here. Yeah. They, they can't wait. It would be like long division, though, for me. Yeah. 
That's just it wouldn't long even be long division. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't even I could, remember how to do long division. I could. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.